Hi everyone, Daniel Ramsey here, the CEO of My Outdesk and the host of Scale the Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to having conversations that unlock the exact formula and strategies multi-million and billion dollar companies use to scale their business. You can visit me on our website at scalethepodcast.com or listen to this podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Appreciate you being here today. Michael is has been uh, generous to share our, you know, some of our IP, our internal kind of intellectual property with you guys. And we're going to talk about going remote today. So, Michael, thanks for letting us kind of be on here. Oh, you bet. No, a pleasure. Heard of you guys for years and it's nice to have you. So, you bet. So, if you're coming in right now, it looks like we're getting more and more people jumping in. What I would love you to do, and I really appreciate you guys being here today, is find the chat box and go ahead and tell us that you're live today and the city that you're in. And one last thing, so before you jump on and start doing it, we're, we're asking people for our Thrive score. Now, let me explain what a Thrive score is. A Thrive score is how optimistic are you about our country's ability to get through this, your community, your local community, and your business. So from a score of one, which is horrible, like it's, you know, we're never going to make it to a 10, we're going to come out of this strong. Go ahead and just throw in there where you're at right here, right now. Eric, he, he's the winner. He, he is live. He's from San Diego and he's 10, 10, 10, which is cool, man. Uh, really appreciate that. We've got Cedric from Orange County. He's a seven. Appreciate your honesty with that, Cedric. Really awesome. Melanie from LA, number eight. She's been, LA's been hit hard by this craziness. So we got that. Michael's here. He, he, you're a four, Michael. Is that right? <laughs> that's Sandy. Okay, that's Sandy. All right, Sandy. We're, I'm, I hope we're going to do a better job. Oh, we've got somebody from Brazil. I love it. Um, Oscar, um, score of eight. Okay, so <laughs> you guys keep those going. My name is Daniel Ramsey. I own a company called My Outdesk. We're going to talk today about going remote. Michael has been gracious enough to allow us on and kind of interact. Today is supposed to be interactive. You kind of see this score. We've got Alvin in the background. He's going to facilitate and kind of help us with this. So we'll add up that score at, at the beginning. And then I'll ask you again at the end to give a score again and see how, if anything is shifted in your optimism. And we'll report that back to you. So we'll have a score in a couple minutes after everybody kind of goes through that. But Michael, do you want to just say anything to your your folks before we get started? Well, I think, uh, you know, th this is a scary time, but it, it, it's also an opportunity. And I feel like it's gotten a lot less scary than it was 30 days ago, right? It was like, right. what in the world is going on? What is this? You know, now we kind of feel like, okay, we're, we're going to be fine. We're going to be, it's going to be a little rough maybe, but we'll be okay. We can, we're going to get through this, right? It's not yeah. like, how long is this going to go on? Are we ever going to get through this? So I see this, honestly, what, what I, what I always do is I look at the opportunities and yep. this, I see this as, okay, wow, there's so much money moving around from here mm -hmm. to there to this industry, to that in industry, to, yep. uh, so there's huge opportunities. And, and uh, so I'm actually kind of like, wow, this is exciting. I don't wish any harm and I don't want to get sick. And I don't want to see anybody I love, you know, get hurt or sick or, of course. But uh, so I don't mean it that way. But I mean, you know, there's a ton of opportunity coming out of this. 
I love that. It's interesting because in, we're in California. Our business is in Sacramento, California. And our governor just put out like the future of work. And there's an interesting person at Salesforce. Our, that's the company that we use for our CRM. And the, there's a chief future officer. So if you guys can just look at the chat right there, there's a really good kind of statement about the future of office and commercial and like what's going to happen to our economy. I'm going to read it for those of us who are joining us via phone versus in camera or on, at your home or on a smartphone or whatever. But here's what he said. Where do we go from here? A lot of this will stick, but not all of it, says Peter Swartz, the chief future officer at Salesforce and a member of Governor Gavin Newsom's newly formed California's Future of Work Commission. Swartz is a renowned futurist and has projections for what a good post-pandemic workplace might look like. This is the part that's always interesting. People who are saying this is what the future looks like. He says, I think it's going to change the nature of the office. It's going to be a place where people come together, but not where they do work. The reason people want to go to an office is to be with other people. And we're naturally gregarious animals and informal communication doesn't happen when working alone via electronic means. So, Basically, this futurist is saying, hey, look, office space has changed. There's no doubt about that. He's also saying that's going to affect infrastructure. That's going to, you know, we're going to see a decrease in consumption from, from consumers. So that's going to affect industrial and warehouse. And it's just every part of the commercial world is going to be affected. And so today's conversation is like, how do you zig and zag and actually shift to take advantage of those changes. And to your point, Michael, you know, money is flowing in. You guys might've seen all this money being raised by Wall Street because they're getting ready to buy distressed assets, right? And so the whole world is about to, you know, open up and have a lot of opportunity. Yeah, you know, it's gonna be different, right? So the office, you know, I, I was talking about this in my last series, you know, we started doing these series every Thursday at one o'clock and we yep. were talking about how the certain product types are going to do uh, really well, in, in my opinion, like industrial, medical marijuana, yeah. uh, that money is still there. All that, In fact, medical marijuana, I believe, was an essential business, right? Right. So all that money's there, and there was all this demand for those product types, and you couldn't find anything, and it's still, it's, it's still going to be real strong, I, I believe, and, and the distribution side of it. Is, so office is going to be kind of interesting, like you just said, you know, people, mm -hmm. uh, and like you're reading there, where people are going to probably realize, you know, maybe, maybe I don't need all these employees to actually come in. You know, maybe maybe this is okay. Maybe they are more productive. Maybe they are able to, you know, and right. so I think we'll see a lot of that. And so that, that's either they're going to, it's interesting what they're saying there is that they still will keep it so people can get together, right? Which mm -hmm. is a huge point. I know that even on my team, we have uh, people who work from home and they're like, well, you know, it would be nice to kind of get together, you know, it would be nice to go out and have, go to an event or things like this. So should be, a, should be interesting for sure. But, you know, and like retail, if you look at retail, do, are your tenants, you know, Jim's sandwich shop, you know, he may hear that they may not make it back at all. Right. Where right. is it Subway, you know, where they have a corporate guarantee where you know, they're backed by all that. So they're probably going to be okay. So I think even within the retail sector, it's not just a blanket that's going to, going to be hurt real bad because it may not be. So it should be interesting. Well, and I think there's going to be some that don't make it and some that do make it. And I think the ones that don't make it, 
are going to, there's going to be opportunity in that for commercial folks and even residential folks. You know, anytime there's a down market, I think the saying is you work really hard in a down market and then you, you know, collect as many assets as you possibly can. And then you collect in the up market, all of your wealth. And so I think that's kind of realistic about what's going to happen. Guys, if you're listening right now, our, and Michael, I want you to make that point, but our average Thrive score, which is always very cool, is an 8.7. So out of everybody that showed up today, we're at a B plus area, you know? So that's pretty good. I know when we first started collecting these scores, we were, you know, a, a bit lower. So you know, as you were saying, we're, we're getting back through this. Michael, what were you going to say earlier? Sorry. Your point about work real hard during the downtime or something that you just said, I've been through a couple different shifts and this is my third. I started when I was 20, you know, started yeah. when I was 10. Yeah. Each time what I was coached to do, and I was so glad that I had coaches and have coaches, uh, was to just work harder, right? Yeah. So, I remember in the 90s coming home, I was on a really regiment schedule at that time. And I came home and sat my wife down and my daughter and literally sat them down and said, you know, hey, look, I need to go from two hours a day, lead generation to three every day. And what that means to you is I'm going to be coming home an hour later and not be around as much. And, you know, I need to do this right now so I can keep making the same amount of money, if not more than what we've been making before. So I, I'm sorry to do this, but Bethany, I know you want my daughter. I know you want that uh, new bike, right? And I know you want that vacation this summer. And, oh, it's okay, Daddy. Yeah, you stay that extra hour. <laughs> you yeah. know? So you're going to have to do that. This, this next 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, who knows how long is going to be hard. It's like going up, up, up hill. And sure. when you're going up the hill, you want to attack that hill and go fast and get that momentum. That's what you need to do right now, in my opinion. And then as things start to level off, it'll make it a little easier for you in the long run. So what you said was really spot on. I just wanted to really emphasize that. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I think one of the things uh, that we're going to do, not only do you have to work harder, but you might have to work differently. And so today's conversation is about going remote and we're going to share some tools and just some tricks and tips. And we're going to talk about virtual assistants. That will, that's what we do. We're going to talk about going remote with my outdesk. We're a real estate virtual assistant company and we've served over 5,000 clients. I had the pleasure of this is my third kind of downturn. Like Michael, I don't have four on my belt, but I got three. So that's good. And um, we grew up in the last downturn. In 2007, I hired my first virtual assistant as a real estate broker. And so we're going to go through maybe an area that you can add value to your business and get those projects done, like building out your database, building out your marketing campaigns, getting your operational systems all set so that you can focus on more prospecting and getting more deals. So we're going to go through all those things today. And uh, yeah, I just really appreciate you guys for being here. Okay. So here we are. This is my outdesk. We've been in the real estate space for gosh, since 2007. And we've served over 5,000. In fact, Michael, we're at like 5,900 and some change with clients that we've served over that time frame. So really excited and thankful about that. And we've basically brought virtual assistants to the real estate world. Um, so that's something that's a little bit different um, about who we are and what we've done. I wanted to start off with our first commercial client. This guy, his name's Ken Wemberly. He's out of um, Texas. 
one of the things that he brought to us was the idea that commercial brokers actually had more opportunity than the residential guys. And what he has his virtual assistant doing every single day is mining his emails, helping him uh, create the list of people he's going to call, organizing all of his operational team, making sure the communication in his calendar is clear. What I love about this story is he said he's got a five to one return on his virtual assistants. So that's a, um, for us, that's a really, really cool number. And it's also a great testimony from somebody who's a commercial broker and actually effectively using our virtual assistants. This is our path. Uh, one thing that I want to make sure that we're talking about is growing business. In, in the whole MyOutDesk world, the only way we work together is if we've got a very clear path to help people succeed. You might be in the I do it meaning you're the only one on the team, you're closing deals, you're doing transactions, but it's just you. You might also be in the we do it, meaning you might have an assistant or a marketing professional or maybe somebody that you share in the office as, as a resource to you. But the we do it is really kind of the strength area. That's typically where we come in and help a lot of real estate brokers kind of create those systems and process. Each time you're going from one section to the next section, there's a key component. And in that first is the I do it. It's the initial learning. So when you're in the I do it, you're learning. How do I sell? Who's my market? Who are the people that I'm going to generate the most revenue from? And how do I get at them? Like, how do I find them? How do I work with those people? But the thing that moves you from the I do it to the we do it is that learning, that consistent improvement, that consistent, like basically being a member of Michael's group and just continuing to self-develop. What moves you to the we do it space is creating systems and process. So this is the space where like without a system or a process, you really can't have somebody else help you in your real estate career. A great example, this is what happened for me and maybe somebody on this call can, you guys can understand or be a part of this. I'm on my honeymoon. I'm a real estate broker. It's 2009 and I'm at the bar at two in the morning and I'm closing a transaction. I'm like typing, cause I'm, we're in Guatemala, you know, I'm typing out a contract and I'm negotiating it in Guatemala, it's two in the morning, and there was just nobody else that could help me because I'd never built the systems or process inside of my real estate. I didn't have, you know, a licensed assistant. I didn't have a huge team. It was basically at that time, it was me. And what happened for me, and you, you might identify with this, Michael, or maybe somebody in the audience, but I'm at the bar. The bartender takes my phone, takes a picture of me. I'm angry. It's two in the morning. I've got a beautiful bride back in the bungalow. We're basically in the, in the Francis Ford Coppola resort, right? We're in the trees and there are monkeys around and it's just this beautiful, gorgeous thing. And I, what I realized at that moment is if I wanted to stay married, if I wanted to build a business, I needed to have something shift in my life. I don't know, Michael, any, <laughs> any thoughts around that? Yeah, well, a ton. I mean, I could talk for the whole thing on, on hiring and delegating, but critical. And I think that people, you want a real estate business and it's, it's called a business. And so a business means you get to make money while you're not working, that you shouldn't have to go on your honeymoon and still have to do all that. 
that's a job. And I think what happens a lot of times people have this control, like, you know, your usual, your typical D personality style or your salesperson is typically a DI personality style and they have yep. control issues. I have control issues, right? right. So nobody can do it like me, right? Right. It's not true, right? People can do it like you. In fact, they can do it better than you. And then it's like you just said with the one, two, three, no longer me doing it, it's somebody else doing it through my process and system. And they're doing it better than I was doing it before. So it's, and I'm not doing it anymore. So it's, yep. I think it's just control. It's one is control. And two, it's not wanting to s- slow down for me. Process. I hate processes. Like I hate mm-hmm. typing and writing and putting things together and explaining yeah. how to do this. And I just do it. Right. So that's your issue. in a lot of cases is that you can't, if you stop, if you don't stop that, you can't, you can't duplicate yourself or those tasks as easy where if you have processes and systems uh, in place, if you will document it, then you can duplicate it. Right. And so that, that whole three step thing was awesome. I was really digging that. Yeah. We're going to go back to it real quick. Ed, um, I love Ed's comment. He said it's similar to technician manager and entrepreneur, that model. So I think you're spot on. One thing in the we do it, when you build the systems and process and you can hand that off, one of the things that I like to help our clients with, and if you're listening right now, this is this might be a write it down thing, but there are certain things in a business that only I can do. Like there are things even in this business that only I can do. Michael and I connected for the first time. We were able to, you know, kind of get a connection and talk. My employees couldn't have done that. Right. But that's the one thing that I was, it's necessary for me to do. So as an entrepreneur, one of the things that you have to do is you have to say, Hey, what are the things that I love doing? And then what are the things that only I can do? And that should actually be the majority of your job, right? In the next section, you're talking about people and vision, casting vision, explaining where you're going. And that's the other job of a leader is just kind of going, Hey, this is, I'm planting the flag in the future and this is where I want to go. And then rallying the troops to come with you in that process. We call this the seven figure business roadmap. It's part of our methodology and helping clients understand how important it is to document your systems and process and lead. And it's one of our key tenets to determining like, what am I doing every single day in my world that I should stop doing and give to a virtual assistant and I should start focusing on as an entrepreneur and a leader. The next piece, this is actually a really great slide too, because what we did is we took today's business landscape and we broke it down. Most businesses don't have an understanding of where they fall in these different revenue scenarios. 96% of businesses are below a million dollars in revenue. So, I mean, that's a huge percentage. 96% of businesses are below a million dollars in revenue. Only 4% of businesses ever actually break that million dollar mark and get to between one and 10 million. And then only 0.4% ever get over 10 million and only 17,000 get over 50 million. So if you're thinking, hey, how hard is it to win in business? This gives you some ideas about what the business landscape is in today's world. One of my favorite things to help people with is we all have our different challenges. And I just shared my experience on my honeymoon. (laughs) Like Michael said, I'm a control freak. I like 
to hold on to things and make sure things go exactly the way I do so or I'd like them to go. So one of the tenants that we help our clients with is how do you create a process and a system and how do you really outsource the real estate piece of my business, the stuff that doesn't necessarily matter, but still has to be done. And so I've spent the last 13 years on stage, on webinars, helping people discover those things. One of the um, cool benefits is that we wrote a book. I don't know if you can see this, but if you're looking right now and if you're with us live, at the end of this, I'm going to give this away. And it's basically all of the tools and tricks that I personally have used to build my Outdesk and also build a very successful real estate company. So 13 years, 5,000 clients, we put all that love and good stuff into a book and we're going to give that away at the end of the, this, this hour together. Uh, a lot of people ask, like, why should I outsource or what are some of the benefits? And the biggest thing that I can tell you is that if you haven't yet outsourced or hired a virtual assistant, you're behind all of the Fortune 500 companies, meaning companies like Kellogg, 80% of their business is out of the US. 66% of GE, UT, United Technology, 68%, Whirlpool, 80%. So most major corporations have been outsourcing since the 70s and 80s. Most small and medium-sized businesses have never had access to talent abroad. And so today we're, we're basically going to share with you exactly what you can get from folks. And, and in our case, we're in the Philippines, but around the world. And what are some of the options for a real estate commercial broker? This is what we call the mod growth stack. And you can kind of see, and we, we put this together so that people would have a basic idea and understanding of exactly the, the things that we do for real estate brokers. First is administrative. This is my favorite thing. You don't need to you know, manage your own calendar. You don't need to answer your own phone. You don't need to do your own paperwork. You can actually create a system and a process and hand that over. Things like CoStar, entering listings, getting the right marketing photos, getting vendors to do their part of the transaction. This is all, all these things can be given away to an administrative person as well as a marketing person. So the next thing is like, hey, I need flyers. I need to make sure that my website is optimized. I need to make sure that all of my social posts are out there. One of the things about commercial brokers is if you actually had a social media presence and, a, and like a Google presence and a website that was your own separate from maybe the company that you work with or work for, you'd be ahead of 99% of commercial uh, real estate brokers. Most don't have those things. And so one of the things that we do for our, for our clients is actually put together all of the opportunity that is in the marketing space to create online marketing messages, websites, social media, all the stuff that really can actually give you exposure unlike other commercial real estate, real estate brokers. One of my favorite positions next is the inside sales team. Now, in the commercial world, you might be gathering data in LexisNexis or CoStar or some of the data providers, but those folks, they need to be called on a regular basis and you need to find out who the decision makers are. One of my favorite roles here at my Outdesk is just somebody to prospect and somebody to kind of give calls to people and just see what their interest is in possibly, you know, moving to a different space or possibly cashing out. This is going to be a weird time frame when a lot of people are going to want to sell, but they're not quite sure what their value of their property is. So one of the things that you could provide is, hey, we just, we're checking in, want to make sure that if you had an interest, 
you had a resource to get a valuation for your property. Inside sales is one of our favorite roles. And then service and support. Um, one of the coolest things is just real estate brokers are always out. They're always out on their phone meeting with people. And that doesn't mean that somebody shouldn't answer your phone. If somebody calls, um, we have folks who can be on the support side and the administrative side and just what I call the director of communication, just to make sure everything is flowing. Michael, how are you feeling about all this? Good. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the common challenges people have with inside sales is nobody, you know, some people will say, I can't, you know, only I can call, right? Because only I know what to say and I know how to have the in-depth conversation with the commercial client to sh demonstrate my knowledge and expertise. Um, so sometimes people get stuck with that, but explain how you are sharing and training your, you know, your team to hand that off to the, the commercial agent and not be caught up in that. Yeah. One of the things, um, one of the things that's really important and guys, we're taking questions and your comments are always welcome. The ISA piece, the reality is most commercial brokers have a very good referral game, meaning most of their business is coming from referral or their network or somebody that they know and trust, right? Well, after you nail that, it's very hard to get beyond that network, right? And it's hard to really grow and scale. So the next level of that is either recruiting junior brokers to come on your team, right? And start prospecting for you and with you. And that means you have to build lists and you have to have an offer and you have to actually, you know, start building out a whole inbound marketing team and an ISA team, somebody that's following up on, you know, inquiries of properties that you have as listings, as well as talking to tenants who may possibly want to move, you know, leasing deals, right? So we're helping brokers understand what, where do they drive their business? Like, you know, what is their primary driver of business? And then what do they need to build or what do they need to do differently in order to get to that next level? Remember that the seven figure business roadmap, we're like, okay, you've got a great referral game, but do you have any outbound marketing? Are you currently sending out flyers or mailers? Are you doing anything to really drive inbound calls? And so we walk through what that would look like and what they would have to start doing or stop doing in order to make that transition where you go from a, you know, solopreneur kind of doing your own thing. I do it space to a, we do it. And you add calling outbounding to people. So are you scripting them on the folks who are making the calls and helping them, uh, you know, pass and learn when to just when to okay look uh, let me pass it off at that point no man that's why we partner with people like you <laughs> and I mean to be frank you know like that's the beauty of you know working with coaching platforms or people that really have a clear understanding of what works at a high level on the commercial and residential space really and when you pair a very motivated client, really high caliber talent like my Outdesk, and then a coaching platform like yourself, I mean, that's the winning, that's the winning formula for us because it is challenging. And if you've never done that kind of marketing or, or prospecting out to people that you don't know or you don't already have a relationship with, it can be really challenging. Yeah. So I'm going to say this, you guys, there, there's four kind of going back just for a second to what he was talking about, what Daniel was talking about that you get paid to do four high dollar activities, list, sell, negotiate, prospect. Right. So maybe you could type that in the chat or list, sell, negotiate, prospect. You know, only I can go on listing appointments and get that priced right. Right. Unless I have a listing specialist, only I should be negotiating the deal 
unless they have somebody really good. Only I should be prospecting unless I have a door knocker or a lead generator on telemarketer, things like that. And yep. only I should be uh, showing, right? List, sell, show, negotiate, pro- list, sell, negotiate, prospect sell being showing, right? Only I should be out looking at properties, right. buyers, unless I have a great buyer's agent. So everything I just said is only, those are their four high dollar activities. Mm-hmm. You delegating everything else. And guess what? When Whenever someone says, I'm not making the amount of money I'd like to make, I'm going to say, well, let's see what you're doing. What's your calendar like? What's your address? And where are they spending most of their time on the stuff, right? Instead yep. of delegating that stuff, which is what they should be doing, delegating everything, what, what I just said. Now, the list, sell, negotiate, prospect, I also said only I should be doing that unless I have somebody who's very good. So mm-hmm. what I've, and it's in what you also said, Daniel, was it's, it's a challenge to challenge having people that are trained to do one of four, those four activities, but it can be done mm-hmm. and, I've done it, and we're doing it now today. So it absolutely yep. can be done, but just understand that you can use these uh, virtual assistants for, you know, what I've seen over the years with you guys, Daniel, is you've really gone from just being able to do admin to being capable of doing uh, inside sales and much, much more because your skill set of your team is gone up. Now your ability, it used to be before, you know, you guys, a lot of the virtual assistants were known for having the language barriers, right? In yeah. Sense, where now that's not so much the case. So you can really use these inside, uh, you can use these virtual assistants for not just admin and you should be using them for admin. And if you're not using them for admin, then guess who is the admin? Yeah, yeah. Well, and ask yourself what you're worth an hour. You have to ask yourself, like, what are you worth today? You know, if you're prospecting, listing, negotiating or selling, right? What's your hourly rate when you're doing that work? And then What's your hourly rate if you're doing your own paperwork or your own calendar stuff or you're scheduling your vendors to going out to a property? Like when you do those blended, you know, kind of org charts of having a virtual assistant do the stuff that just really has to get done, but it's not super important. Like it doesn't require a high level of skill. That's when the whole world opens up. Ed had a, or yeah, Ed, I'd like to see something regarding the stay at home order environment. The virtual office model has been around for a decade before this order. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. In fact, Michael, when we were first talking, he's like, wait a minute, Daniel, you're going to give away a book. You're going to give away our Go Remote Guide. You're going to basically give all this stuff out for free. And I'm like, absolutely, because I want his audience, I want you guys to be successful. So one of our free gifts today, and I'm just going to do it now so you can get it real quick. If you wanted a go remote guide. So it's 12 pages of everything that we do as a company. Remember, we've had almost 6,000 clients. That means we've had 6,000 virtual assistants who've all worked at home, meaning we've been for 13 years, a stay at home, shelter in place company, you know? And so we created all these systems and processes around that prior to the pandemic. And now we're in a space where we're just simply sharing that information. So all you have to do to get that, if you're listening, is text the letters right here, M-O-D to 31996, and you'll get our full, complete 12-page Go Remote. It has 
this is a funny thing. It has etiquette in it. It has all the systems that you need and it shows you how to do the work and what to do. My favorite thing is like, hey, if you got to go bathroom, you don't want to in a chat platform say, hey guys, I'm going to go potty, right? Or I'm going to go like my four-year-old. I have a four-year-old daughter. She's like, daddy, daddy, I got to go potty. You don't want to put that on your chat platform with your team or your coworkers, right? So one of the things that we do is it's bio break. I'm going on a bio break, be right back. So we have even funny little chat things that you can use in the office environment to stay connected with your people. And all you have to do to get that is just text MOD to 31996 and you'll get that. And this is to my um, Ed's question, Michael. Sorry for that. I'm, I'm just, I, I can talk. I'm a sales guy, right? So I can talk. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. We took that go remote guide and we gave it to our clients. So we have about a thousand clients in total. And we said, look, we've been doing this for 13 years. Here is our version of it with our marketing, our stuff on top of it. Go ahead and take ours off and then add yours to it. So Ed's question is like, hey, what do I do in a pandemic? What should we be doing or saying to our clients or what should we be giving? We're still in a space of exchanging cash for value. Now, normally we're doing it in commissions or normally we're doing it in deals that we're putting together, whatever the case is. But now, you know, for about 30, 45 days, most of the country has been locked in their home. So guess what? A guide of how to be productive when you're stuck at home, that's something that most people need or want. So if you wanted to, you could put together that, put your logo on top of it, and then send it out to your clients. You know, give your commercial clients or even your sphere of influence or your referral partners, something of value that they can use today. And I think that's how you win in today's environment, you know? Yeah, I I agree with you completely. I think what what happened with us, uh, we're a training company and coaching company. And so we we have realized that we need to do more virtual for years. And people have been saying, you need to do more of this online. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, you know, I'm busy. I don't have time to figure that out. Well, guess what? We just got thrown into an environment where you, you better figure it out or you're in deep uh, trouble. Yeah. And so, and what we've been doing is, you know, we've been doing these series every Thursday at one o'clock. I encourage all you guys to jump on the series and where you get the registration would be go to our website or go to our customer service education at the ncrea.com education at the ncrea.com is our um, is our email and if somebody's on there i see somebody's chatting on my behalf so if you want to put a link in there uh, yeah, we will register that'd be great but if you go on that series every, everything that i'm that we're talking about is what you just said is okay how do we do everything that we're we've been doing live, how do we start doing it virtually? And Mm -hmm. one of the big differences is your listing presentation. And tomorrow I'm doing a listing presentation and I'm going to kind of demo how you do that virtually. And so I'm not sure exactly what Ed's questions were in regards to that, but hopefully those two answers, what you said and what I just said, help him a little bit in terms of it's, it's different, right? I mean, it's like if I go meet, this is important, guys. If I go meet Daniel in person, the first thing we're going to do is, hey, Daniel, shake your hand. Shake right? my hand, yeah. We're going to build some rapport, right? I'm going to right. 
what's your four-year-old son? You know, I'm going to find your commercial broker in the past. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to find something in common with him. Well, guess what? You don't have the really ability to do that right now in the same way, right? It's mm-hmm. like, okay, now I jump on the Zoom. I've got my kid out here. I've got my wife in the other room. I've got, you know, who knows what's going on in their world, right? right. So number one is what's going on in Daniel's world right now? Um, what, what do I know? What do I think I might know about his situation to try and make him more relaxed and more make this easier for him mm-hmm. and forget the rapport stuff, forget the sales stuff that I'm number one, this, and I'm going to do this and do this yep. stuff. That's all gone out the window. You guys, it's different. It's not the same. You've got to come in differently. And so these are the things that, that you need to understand. And I'm, you know, I don't want to suck up all your time uh, no, no. on that right now, but you know, join us on the series. It's, it's free. I'm not, you know, pitching anything, just join the series and where I've got a couple hours and I'll, sh- I'll demonstrate and share with you how you do those kinds of things. Cause it is a little bit different for sure. When I, I would, um, I love what we're talking about. I think this is good value for the audience. So I think we just keep going. One of our clients who is a commercial real estate broker and they own, I think it's 200 different commercial shopping centers. So they're a big retail shopping center kind of investor. And his name's Ray and he's out of Texas. And I really love this guy because when this all went down, his first line of action was, I'm going to help my tenants market. Like he happened to have a digital marketing person on his team and a marketing assistant and like a a real team Uh, And he'd been marketing because he'd wanted to find deals himself, right? And so he had this team. And so he he had a couple struggling um, retail tenants, restaurants and retail. And he's like, hey guys, let us help you through this by upping your marketing, upping your influence, upping the amount of time that you're out there spending. Now, it didn't work for some of his clients, but some of the people who were leasing his buildings were like, this is actually what we needed. We needed this support, you know, and he's a commercial guy. He's a commercial broker and he's a, he's a landlord. So, you know, what I guess what you're saying and what I'm saying is that time is different and it's time to adapt to what the new realities are. And it's not necessarily, you're not going to be selling. Another client of ours is a office cleaner. You know, they clean offices and we help them with their admin and their books and a bunch of their administrative. And, you know, here's another thing. We just answer the phone for them, you know, like we just answer their phone, right? Well, she was struggling like, hey, what's my new world when there's nobody in the office anymore? Like, who am I going to, like, I'm not cleaning anything, right? So she and I, we were talking back and forth and guess what? She's now the certified COVID-19 cleaner in her town. That's awesome. What did she do? She's like, she changed her website. She went to the CDC and she got all of the steps. She's trained her employees about how to not infect a space, even if they're infected. And they've put protocols in place so that now they're cleaning every surface with stuff that kills COVID-19, right? So now, now all of a sudden she's getting calls off the chain because these companies that want to protect their employees and stay open, they need somebody to come in at nights and clean. So guess what? Office cleaner, going to go broke, going to lose everything. She shifted her value proposition and now she is absolutely in the game. And she's certified. (laughs) Well, I mean, here's the reality. She, you know, and she explains that in her marketing and she explains what she's doing. The realities are she's out there serving a market niche that, yeah, you know, that just simply wasn't there prior. Joe Joe had a comment. I want to just acknowledge you, Joe, for coming in here and sharing. Here's what Joe said. 
this is really the best advice. People don't mind paying the commission if you show your value, whether it's service business or especially business or even a haircut. It's all the same. So I think, yeah, Joe, you're spot on. I need a haircut though, man. <laughs> I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, you're looking good, man. You're 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 surviving this just fine. One of the craziest things about this particular world is that outsourcing has been around forever. And this guy said it best. Now he he's a guy in Washington, DC, and you know, his world is every single MBA school, any school of business has been driving into every business person that's come through their class. You should focus on your core competency for us. That's real estate. And you should outsource everything else. Outsource your admin, outsource your books, outsource your, your marketing. Cause guess what? The thing that you do in your business is serving clients. And so in his space, this is a no brainer. I want to walk you guys through our process. A lot of people like Michael in the beginning was like, hey, what's their English like? Are they smart? You know, can I communicate with them? Will they actually help grow my business? Do I really know, you know, what's going on in their world? Here's the reality. Our interviewing process is insane. I'm a, I'm a commercial broker. I was just, Michael, I was just walking a building that I purchased several months ago because we're having the floors polished, right? We're having, con we've pulled out carpet and now we're going to have the concrete polished. It's a small two unit kind of commercial space. And I'm walking the floor with a guy this morning. And the reality is I know how important it is to have a players on the team. And so we built this process to bring the best of the best to you as our clients. So we had 22,000 applicants last year, 8,000 initial interviews, 3,500 final interviews, 1,600 people began training with us, meaning they do some work. And then only 509 candidates got actually endorsed to clients. We also put them through an FBI grade background check, employment check. We do a personality profile. You'd mentioned high D's and high I's. We're hiring people that are complementary to you. If you're a high D, you don't want to work with another high D. We're going to get you an S or a C, somebody who's compliant or has, pays attention to the details. And so these are the things that we're going to help you do and this is all before you ever interview somebody with us. So th these are all steps that they go through. Another thing that they, it's crazy is we have them go through interviews and all of this process way before you interview them. One thing that our doctor, we, we actually have a doctor on staff in the Philippines and you actually have to get a physical before you get endorsed to a client. We want healthy folks who are working for our clients. So I'm going to pause right there. Michael, what's been your experience, you know, talking with Alvin, talking with L, being in this process? Well, first, um, the previous, the company, you know, the, the, my wife is corporate, right? She's comes from a corporate background. So corporate backgrounds, they're used to hiring and training and they have systems and processes. Salespeople like me, I have no systems. I have no process. I don't even know what those are. And so when you, when, what do I, what did I do to hire people before? Hey, uh, you know, I like you, right? You're kind of, and right. you're like me. So uh, you'll be great. Well, that's how you should hire people. And so when I opened my franchises, they taught us a lot on hiring and systems and processes for doing that. So I learned a ton on that. And it was very enlightening. The fact that you guys can do that and take a lot of that. Most people don't know how to do it, how to do that. 
And so the fact that you guys can do those things saves a lot of time and knowledge that I just may not have as a salesperson. So that's, I didn't know you guys did that. That's actually pretty cool that you, you, you know, you do those, those things before I even get to them. So it saves my time. Now, my experience is working with you guys has, has been wonderful. Uh, you've helped us out a lot. So uh, just this right here, just these kinds of tech, uh, you know, tips and strategies has been huge in your team's first class. And you guys have been around for a long time. Everyone, yep. Everyone's heard of my outdoors, So I love it. Um, Steven uh, in the chat says that we want to remind people that A students work for C students. And I love that because I wasn't an A student, you know, so I think that's great um, acknowledgement. Guys, we're going to wrap up. I've got a couple um, offers for you guys. Um, and I just want to acknowledge you, Michael, for having us here. Um, also letting you know that what I want to do, and I want to invite you to come and have a, a consultation with us. We're going to follow up with you. If you, if you want it, fine. If, it, if you don't, it's 100% free. We're going to give away a copy of our book. So in that book, everything that you need for going remote, everything that you need for hiring virtual assistants, even if you don't hire us and read about how to build a system and process. I'll share one methodology with you guys before we wrap up. My favorite thing is building a system and process, doing something we call play, pause, do. And Michael, this will be great because I think you'll really appreciate it too. Um, play, pause, do is where you're on a computer screen like we are right now, a Zoom call or something. You're recording your computer, you're recording your screen, you're talking while you're actually doing. So let's say you take a listing and you want to throw it into CoStar, you want to put a marketing flyer together, or you have a particular way of putting a contract together. You can actually record your screen and actually talk about the how, what, and why of actually putting together a contract, right? How you every single time put it together the same kind of contract, but most of a contract is kind of that most of the stuff is all the same, right? And so you'll record your screen and you talk about the how, what, and why while you're actually doing the process, okay? If you make three to five of those, now you have a documented process that a virtual assistant could actually follow for you and you could be on the road, find a deal, and have a contract out. For, so you can review it very fast. In this world of nimble Corona times, you want to get moving quick, right? And you could actually have somebody doing your paperwork for you with just simply f creating five, three to five videos. We call that process the play, pause, do um, process. I don't know, Michael, what are your thoughts around that? That's, that sounds interesting. It sounds very cool. I, I also wanted to mention that you guys, uh, have, I've seen some of your tips on some basic stuff. You know, some people are really basic. I, I, I this is new, and I, I heard my, overheard my wife in the other room here uh, doing a, a Zoom with somebody, and she said, "No, turn the hit the red button and it'll turn your camera." On. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, people are still trying to figure that out, right? So right. you have you have some tips that you guys have seen, like lighting and uh, sound and mics and some of the basic fundamentals. So, you know, reach out to, to you guys on, you want to say, want to say anything about that? Yeah. And you think this might be a value. Um, definitely text MOD to 31996. Get your free go remote. I like the R&D, rip off and redistribute. If you're here with us today, you, you understand what we're, we're offering and what we're giving away. Take it and repurpose it for your business. I think that would be the best thing that you could do. Also, 
if you come in and decide to do a consultation with us, we're going to give you a copy of our book. It's called Scaling Your Business with Mod Virtual Professionals. Okay, so my out desk, Mod Virtual Assistants, basically. And again, it's a very short, easy, fun read, but it gives you everything that you need to know and everything that you need to do in order to actually take advantage of this blended market, which is, you know, you're doing the most important, the four most important things, like Michael has said, and then everything else is given to a virtual assistant so you can double or triple your income and build a real business in today's world. And here, here's the quote, Michael, just like, just like I told you, either you have an assistant or you are the assistant. It really is your choice. That, and that's it. That's our whole presentation, you guys. I really appreciate you. Yeah, you bet. And, you know, I just wrap up by saying that, hey, I, you know, I don't have any benefit from you guys getting assistance and working with um, my outdesk. I have no financial benefit whatsoever. I've always suggested people hire. I've been, you've, if you've ever been in any of my trainings, you've heard me get on my rants and raves about that because you make too much money in real estate or you have the ability to, if you'll focus on the things you need to focus on, you know, if you're going to hire and then go kick back and sit on the beach, then, you know, that's not going to get a, give you a return. But if you're going to go to work and you're willing to go to work then hire and, and stop with the stuff, right? And look at it as a 90 day. Don't look at it as like, oh, I'm going to pay this much for 12 months. Look at it as, hey, if things don't work out in 90 days, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to stay together. You know, that's how I've always done that. And so I, I just can't encourage it enough. If you don't have an assistant of some sort of virtual assistant right here is, is a perfect solution for you in your business. And you'll, you'll make two, three times your money, especially right now, if you go to work and you know, you should be getting up in the morning with a plan going into lead generation mode. And, and what I mean by that is just touching people, right? Two yep. to three hours every single day and, and everything else will take care of itself. You will get through this market if you do what I just said. You will get through and you'll thrive. I, I promise you, you'll thrive. You'll come out on the other end going, wow, look at how much market share I've captured and, and all the other people are hiding under the covers or went into fear mode and didn't know yeah. what to do. You just stay proactive and you'll, you'll, you'll be great. You'll do very well. There you go, guys. We, we, we did it together. I really appreciate you guys for being here. If you need anything, our website is myoutdesk.com. Michael, you're amazing. We will do anything to serve or help your community. So just reach out to us. And I just want to thank, thank you and acknowledge everybody for being here today. Thank you for having us. Appreciate it very much. Okay. Great job. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thank you.